all the desire. Oh, I just want it so bad. Oh, you know, and it just seems so real. It's right there. Just want to reach out and touch it before it all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, Rodney, I'm becoming a fan of that of that song, um, On the Ocean. I don't know why, but it has become my favorite. It has taken new meaning for me or something. It's just like, it's not about, I think a lot of people think of it relationship-wise, but I think of that tide coming in more personally about my change and my time and my season. So I've become a fan of that song. Um I always look forward to it every night when we're going off. <laughs> you know, I can yeah. get my jam session in. Yeah, it just puts you in that in that groove, that mood or something. So um, thank you all again for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, Rodney and, and I are we're just talking about the thing. He's excited about the show, and I think we get that way no matter how tired we are. And I am some kind of tired today mentally, but. Uh, no matter how tired we are, we just certainly look forward to just having new people on and having our listeners tune in and stay out there with us as long as we are willing to stay out, um, sometimes more than two hours, and you guys hang in with us. So we, we're just thankful for what God is doing in each of our lives and with Butterfly Evolution, for sure. We've just got so many things going on. Rodney and I will soon um, share with you some things that we're working on Hopefully next week we'll have everything kind of pulled together enough to where we can let you guys know. So hopefully some of you will come in town and and celebrate and um, do some things with us. So more on that to come. So the chat line is open for those of you who are listening by chat. The chat line is open. You do have to be a registered follower of the show in order to submit your questions and comments there. You can do this uh, on the blog talk. Radio, blogtalkradio.com backslash butterfly evolution. Just select the follow button and it will prompt you of ways that you can do this. You can register with your with a username or you can make it more simple and just register using your Facebook login. Um, so your choice there, but please do register as a follower. It helps you keep up with us and also you're able to participate in the chat line. I've noticed that we have a lot of people either listening through Facebook, which is perfectly okay. Um, for those of you who choose to listen to that using that avenue, of course, Rodney and I are kind of back and forth. So if you have some questions that you want to kind of put out, you can message message us privately, or you can kind of we'll start kind of a conversation as we go along. We'll start a conversation. We'll post something that really really you know hits hit us in a special way. We'll post something to kind of get the conversation going as well. But feel free for those of you who are listening. Uh, through Facebook or 
uh, iTunes, anything. Just just feel free to connect with us any way that that you can and that you see fit. Phone lines, if you're listening by phone, you do have to select the number one. We will identify your call by providing the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. So please uh, be mindful of what your number is. If you're like me, you will forget the number that you're calling from. So be mindful of that and be ready to get your question or comment out uh, to our guest or to Rodney. Um, our guest tonight is Lenny Wilson, Lenny Nelson. Before I get going on that, I do want to just remind you guys about our trash can concept. If you are new to the show, and we do plan to have some new listeners because we have a brand new guest, never been on the Butterfly Evolution show before, so we're excited again. But uh, our trash can concept is basically about change, promoting change through the process of becoming aware of the mind and your thoughts. And what we do is ask you to move your trash can from one location to another, preferably one that you typically visit. For me, it was the kitchen trash can. And what we want you to monitor is how many times, how often you return back to its old location. And doing this, just allow your mind to kind of simmer there for a minute and think about what other things or people that you just, return to or deal with because it, it is what you know. It's what you're used to. Um, the mind has a way of keeping up with, with the most insignificant things. Um, so we have to pay attention to those things that, that have become uh, just our way, so to speak, what we know. And believe it or not, people, we do a number of things just out of consistency, out of habit, out of being comfortable, we stay in places that have hit a dead end long ago. Um, not telling anybody to leave jobs or relationships or anything like that, just saying monitor your life, take control of your happiness, your day-to-day, because it is a, it's a terrible thing to live but be dead inside. And, and, and a lot of people are doing that. I was one of those people. So... Move your trash can and let us know how that is working for you. If you have families, you know, make it a game with your, especially with your young people. Uh, I think the sooner we can start introducing them to change and taking control of their thoughts, um, the better we will be or the better better adults they would be. Um, so Butterfly Evolution is about transformation, self-awareness, change, uh, through the process of self-accountability. So, Remind you, sow a thought, you reap an action, you sow an action, you reap habit. Your habit becomes your character, and your character will lead you to your destiny. So where are you going? Where are your thoughts taking you, whether knowingly or unknowingly? Get control of your thoughts. So, Rodney, um, anything from you before we bring our special guest on? Um, well, I, I, I just want to say good evening to everybody, and, and thanks to everyone for uh, for tuning in. Uh I'm I'm excited about this topic. I'm interested to hear uh what Lenny has to say. Uh, I was I was just reading over uh some of the things that I hope that we're gonna get into tonight and one of the things that crossed my mind, Tammy, is that um you know, a couple of months ago this this country was torn because of race and relations in America and we saw so many protests um we 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 kind of jumped on this Black Lives Matter 
and then it just faded away like like most things usually do because they aren't done with a purpose they aren't done with the right motives um because we because we live in a in a bandwagon society where people are just looking to be seen and looking to be heard and not really looking for a movement not really trying to bring about change or transformation and so i think that even with this being black history month um I think that it is very important that we remember that some someone did something to get you where you are today, and so it is important that you do something that is going to get someone else to where they need to be years from now. Wow. You know, um, it's a good thing. Let's, let's go ahead and... Brings our guest in. Let me get back over to the chat here. Hi, Lenny. Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm quite well, thank you. How, how are you, Rodney? How are you, Tammy? We're good. We're good. Thank you for being a guest. You know, I had not thought about it as Rodney has just presented it, being Black History Month and your 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 mission um, being about history. Of, you know our young people, and some of us old as well, needing to know our history, which could probably uh, give a lot to what you just asked, Ronnie, or, or mentioned about several months ago, you know, this, we were up in a roar about and protesting and things like that. But I, I, I'm eager to hear what Lenny has to say about that because, for me, I think a lot of it has to do with not really knowing not just your history but yourself. Not really knowing what you stand for, what's your character, what what really is meaningful to you enough for you to produce that in your life, your day-to-day living. So, uh, Lenny, without further ado, tell the audience as much as you'd like to know. Um, please include how they can learn more about you, your website. We'll do that at the end if you watch the show as well. But kind of tell them who you are, and then we'll get into some questions. And you can address that now or in the, during the show as well, if you'd like, the questions that we have. Okay. Well, well, show, Lenny. Well, thank, well, thank you very much, Rodney. I really appreciate you uh, you having me. Uh, this is uh, actually our first interview in the Memphis area, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, but in keeping uh, with what uh, you, you and Tammy just alluded to, in terms of knowing our uh, knowing our history, the reason why that's important is because that's the first thing that they, that uh, a colonized nation is, is, um, has erased from its its, its mind. Um, in order to control a people, you have to destroy uh, their their very sense of themselves, meaning their religion, um, um, how they dress, how they talk, the color of their skin. Even we're separated by so many different things that it's almost an impossibility for us to get together. But uh, I say that to segue into this, there is a, a, a term uh, that the Africans use called Sankofa. And what Sankofa means is to, we all should reach back and reclaim our past. And what Histoventure is, and Histoventure is what I write, uh, historical fiction adventure is our own genre, um, is to help us uh, erase the stigma of embarrassment uh, because of the institution of slavery. I find that in my in my travels that when I conversate, where I, when I used to have conversations about uh, about what happened to us during slavery, that people would would, would actually be upset um, and almost I, I mean for lack of a better term embarrassed of what happened to 
not all of, but uh, a lot of our ancestors. So I'm here to dispel all of the myths, uh, myths surrounding that. Um, my, my prime directive, if you will, is to give voice to the ones that history have either inadvertently or, uh, or purposely forgotten. Um, I, I speak about the, um, the subcultures created by the institution of slavery. Uh, my book, Black Nancy, book one, and now uh, my second novel, uh, Black Nancy, book two, Ruby Rises, take place um, in, in coastal Carolina and Georgia. And the significance of that is uh, there are, I'm sure many of you or many of your listeners have heard of uh, a Geechee. Uh, before the Gullah Geechee culture of the uh, of the coastal islands of Georgia and South Carolina. Now, what's what's significant about that is uh, the Geechees are the closest thing, in my opinion, to an African American. And as for um, black black you know Black History Month, as we so quaintly call it, I I would I would uh, uh, like to call it start calling it Displaced African Month. And uh, the reason why is because we're all displaced Africans. We know that where we come from, we wouldn't even know where to start, actually. So, I mean, we're separated by so many things. So it's, it's, it's a really, really hard uh, prospect to try to get, you know, to get uh, a collective movement to, uh, together to, uh, to uh, head in the, in the right direction. But in order to do that, I believe that we must start from the beginning. Uh, change the images that, that you know, control the images that, that our young people see and that they need to see that are not being provided by the media, as it were. Why do we have to, in this time of more, uh, uh, Afro, you know, more minority uh, millionaires of any per capita of any time in, in, in our country's history? Why do we still wait and you know and ask you know for the crumbs from Hollywood's table? We're, we're we should be we should be pooling our resources and creating our own. Uh, our own images for our own children. And until we do that and stop waiting for these scraps, then nothing will ever change. And that's what I stand for. Okay. This is Rodney. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, so, something that, that, um, that I was talking about the other day um, in regards to what you just said, there used to be there, there used to be a time, um, and, and and I just posted a uh, a song. It, it's by Nas. I just posted a, uh, on the Facebook page uh, because it was a song that I, that I heard a few years ago that Nas came out with, and it, and it was controversial, but I liked some of the things that he said in the song. And so, when 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 you go back to uh, before what most of us know, you go back before uh, slavery and all of that. We used to be, or black people or Africans were a, from from my understanding, and, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, were a tight knit group, right? It wasn't about making a dollar off of each other. When people got together for entertainment, it was, hey, we're just going to all sing these songs together. Hey, we're just going to all enjoy each other's company. And there was no there, there was no dollar amount involved. There, there was no jealousy involved. It was, hey, we're just going to get together and we're going to have a good time. Whereas now you have a number of um, black people or African Americans who um, – it's all about them. It's all about their pockets. It's all about their bank accounts. And so, you know, 
they don't care where the money comes from as long as they are profiting from it. They don't care, you know, that people who buy their music or buy their tennis shoes can't really afford it or it may be damaging to their children. It's, hey, you know, I want to be a part of this uh, a part of this movement, whatever it may be, uh, whether it be related to uh, fashion, whatever it be, you know, related to music. Um, you know, we, we've kind of jumped on this, uh, this bandwagon of capitalism. And so, you know, people don't necessarily care about one another, whereas hundreds of years ago, maybe even thousands of years ago, it was all about love and it was all about family. Uh, yeah, actually, in, in, to answer the first part of your um, your statement, uh, Rodney, there was no there was no concept of monetary gain. It was all about. That I think I think what you were looking for is that we were a community, and in that community, it was about uh, uh, like you know it, it takes a village to raise a child. That's very, that was very very true. Our um, our our goals have changed because of of the European. Uh, concept of, of monetary gain. So, in essence, what we what they have, what they've created, is a, a large number of Negro peers, what I call them. Um, now, if that's if that's what you're into, is there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so, I mean, I'm 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 from an upwardly mobile family, so I mean, I understand that sentiment. But what about the ones we can't we can't you know we can't uh, have full and complete lives culturally or otherwise. If, we, if we're forgetting the, the ones, you know, the, the have-nots, you know, if you will, um, I think that our entire community is all of our responsibility. And until we look at it that way, then nothing will ever change. Um, and every time someone comes up, and, and, you, and actually I, I, I agree with your point, Rodney, uh, 110%, that we riot for the moment and we, we protest for the moment, but nobody is in there thinking about the long haul. Our, our so-called leaders are, are 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 trying to be seen, trying to you know uh, make these these um, these catchy or quirky sound bites, you know to you know to um, accommodate their own end. But what about the people who are left behind? You know, in, you know a la Ferguson, uh, a la New York City. You know what 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 now? What do we do now? You know we th- we thought that because Obama is a president that we've made it. We haven't made anything. We haven't made anything. If anything, if, if anything, it should uh, um, the, the whole Obama presidency should should let you know where we stand in the eyes of most, you know, uh, um, of the powers that be. Uh, never, never before in United States history has a has a president be, been so disrespected on a daily basis. I mean, I live in the D.C. area, so I I it's a, I mean a veritable onslaught of disrespect. You may not you may not like the man. Or the color of his skin, but at least they could respect the office, and they don't, they don't even do that. Wow, Sammy, I saw uh, this. Uh, this this kind of reminds me of my book. Uh, some of the things that Lenny is talking about right now. Um, I don't know. It, it 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 just seems like we live in a selfish uh, society, and, and people are just all about themselves and. You know, because we're all trying to get to the top, or you know, because people, you know, are trying to get into to, to high places or into certain places that, you know, it's no longer about the values that we that we once had. It, it's more so about, you know, how can I get mine and and 
you know, usually when you see people in front of cameras, you, you hear them on the radio or you see them on TV, it's always with an agenda. They always have a reason why they're promoting something. They always have a reason why they're, they're, they're you know, attacking someone or something instead of just let me be let me be about this because it is the right thing to do. Well, that's, I mean, that's the way, that's the way that the system is set up. I mean, control the images and you control the minds of your constituents. If you, and until we change the images that are, that are being flooded through the airwaves, then we cannot effectively uh, um, uh, help, you know, uh, institute change. Um, what I, what I attempt to do with my writing is to show different images uh, of our people, you know, when you think of, you know, when I when I talk when I speak about, you know, people are going, is your, is your book about slavery? Well, no, it's about it's a it, it takes place during the early stages of slavery, and and uh, actually when you meet the main character, it's in the year 1725, so it's pre-revolutionary war, a time that is very very seldomly depicted. Um, I mean, for African Americans, I mean, I don't think that it's ever been depicted. Uh, I might be wrong with it about that, but I, I mean, I, I, get, I just I don't remember seeing anything about it. And I'm not interested in in um, producing anything that you that you've ever seen before. Black Nancy is a here as a heroine that is the likes of which have never been seen. Um, she was not a um, she was not brought to this country uh, to to uh, you know to be a field hand. She was she was brought here strictly for her fighting skill. Uh, by a secret society of plantation owners. At this time, the uh, what we the antebellum, uh, antebellum South did not exist. This is this is right after this time period is right after um, indentured servitude has been you know has been um, uh, thrown by the wayside because of you know because they needed they needed you know the work of slaves that were immune to uh, certain illnesses. Um, and they went to to uh, a certain part of Africa to bring certain um, a, a, a specific skill set of people here to the to the uh, sandy and rocky uh, terrain of the, you know the of the coastal areas of South Carolina and Georgia, strictly because they could cultivate rice in these in these otherwise un, un um, uncultivatable uh, areas. So I mean we get into uh, all these different images that you know the people actually all, always ask me, even though it's um, what I write is, is is classified as historical fiction. Um, many of the things that we discuss and many of the individuals that we that we depict uh, actually lived, and and many of the things that they had, they that they do inside the pages of Black Nancy were you know are are very are, are very factual. They're not made up. Hey, Lenny, this is Tammy. I have a question for you. Um, black history, and, and I've noticed this year, and I don't know if it's just because I chose not to to engage in Black History Month like I did last year because it's kind of one of those things like Rodney is saying. It's like if we wait until uh, February to be concerned, and just as soon as February is gone, uh, that thought, that idea is also gone. Why do you feel we have not as a people, as, as, as a race of people um, thought to get more history taught in our schools because, you, as you know, I've, I've recently heard that teachers have been fired because they have they were choosing to teach more black history and the teachers have been fired because they kind of were getting away from the curriculum. And that takes me back to what you said, if you control the people, you destroy them. Um, and also about the images that 
our young people see or or, or does not see. So why do you think? I mean, we 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 walk and fight for everything else. Um, maybe I've missed this fight, but why do you feel no one has really thought to get history taught in school? Um, I, I I think that um, I think that it's a many pronged problem. Um, on one hand. Um, I, I think that you know they're they're the propaganda war. They're winning the propaganda war. Um, the first the first step in uh, when you're when you're going to conquer a people is is to win the propaganda war. So if you t- if you tell if you show images on a daily basis, 24 hours a day, of black young men and women committing violent crimes in the street, so of course when uh, you know and that's all that that's all that our society sees. You know, it, it gives them, a, it gives, it, it jades them against against that particular culture. So every time they see that, that that person depicted in these images doing, you know, committing all kinds of unspeakable crimes, that that gives that gives the okay to do whatever you want. Allah, shoot an unarmed boy when he's down, a young man when he's down on the ground, beat a young man to death, you know, when he's unarmed, uh, strangle a man who is only trying to sell cigarettes, which is not even a felony in New York. Um, and it, once you control the images, it, you control what people think. Now, secondly, in terms of uh, our, our um, black history, they do. T- you're, you're correct. They teach less and less black history every every, uh, every year. Uh, my my wife and, and partner is a is a uh, is a teacher here at DC um, DC school district, and uh, luckily she's at a very very Afrocentric school. But that is. Um, the exception, not not the rule. I think that we uh, people like like yourself and Rodney and myself, we have to form a collective, a watchdog, a watchdog uh, um, uh, organization, if you will, to demand that Af- more African American history is is taught. Whether you know, not, not, no disrespect meant, but you know, it's it's more than just Martin Luther King and. And Malcolm X, you know, I, like I said, I try to give voice to the ones that, that, that history has either forgotten inadvertently or on purpose. Um, but, you know, young people, one of the worst things that a young person can tell can say to me is, well, why do I need to know that? All we were were slaves. And that, that's the reason why I wrote Black Nancy in the first place. Uh, I asked my, my nephews uh, a question about, you know, who they thought they were in the scheme of, in the scheme of history. And they either didn't care, didn't know, and just didn't, they didn't want to know. And that infuriated me. It infuriated me to the point where I set out to write a story that was so compelling that they would have to read it. And when I was done with, uh, when I was done with book one, I let them read it. And they said, you know what, Unc, this is pretty doggone good. And that's when I knew I had something and that we were, we were, on, we were on the right track. Um, one, of, one of the things I'm most proud of is the fact that we have, we've just forged a, um, a, a partnership with the Carmelo Anthony Center in Baltimore, uh, where we we do a community outreach during during what we call Dis- Displaced African Month, or you know, or um, what you call Black, Black History Month, where we could go to community community centers in inner cities and um, uh, grade schools and high schools, and we you know free of charge, and we talk about um, you know uh, little known history Black history facts. We try to teach them about themselves and why history is so important. And one of the things that I tell them is uh, a people who does not know its history cannot know where it's going. If you don't know who you are, you cannot possibly know where you're going. 
And Rodney, you, you alluded to something um, in your gracious introduction uh, on your show that it is our responsibility to, one, learn about the ones who came before us, who laid the groundwork. It is the biggest sin, and I think it's the biggest sin in the world, not to know it's at least something about, you know, the ones who came before, the ones who have no voices, the, one who, the ones who couldn't vote, the ones who couldn't walk down the street, the ones who had to lower their eyes and not look at another man, just like, just like us, in the eye. It was against the law. The reason why you, you know, uh, the whole images of, 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 of being, you know, being shiftless and shuffling wasn't because, you know, we were, you know, we were, stu- we, were, we were ignorant or anything like that. It was because it was against the law for a slave to raise their, to raise their knee higher than their waist, which comes down to erasing their, you know, their cultural identity. Dance, dance came from Africa. The drum, the first instrument known to man came from Africa. So what is the first thing you have to do to take their identity? Take away their cultural habits and their religion, and then they know, and then people will not know who they are. It's diabolical in its conception, but it's it's pure evil genius, is what it is. And if we know it, we it's up to us to it's up to people like you and me to keep this message constantly, constantly keep battling this message that is being bombarded, and it's an uphill climb, but we can do it. And it starts with reading Black Nancy. Hey, Lenny, what was the question that you asked your nephews? Again, I'm sorry I missed it. What, what did you ask them? I would ask them I, yeah, I would ask them just random questions about uh, individuals and history that I thought they should know about. You know, just, just you know, basic stuff that I thought they were still, still learning in, in high school. But I was shocked to find out that they, were not, they, they weren't learning about it anymore, so they didn't care about it anymore. And I found this alarming. And I said, and, and actually, I believe it was Toni Morrison, uh, the, uh, one of, our, one of, our, uh, one of our, our famous writers, who said, if you can't find it in the library, you should write it yourself. So that's what I did. Oh, wow. This, this, is, uh, this is Rodney, and um, we, we, we always, uh, I, think, I think we ask or, or we talk about the fact that black, black history is not taught in school or at least from the perspective that we wanted to be taught from or we feel like a lot of things are left out. Um, and as a school teacher, I can tell you black history is not really taught in school. Um, and, but, but, but here's my thing. How many of us who want black history to be taught in school, how many of us are actually teaching black history in our home? We want our kids to learn about black history, but yet we're waiting on the school to give them this knowledge. We're waiting on the schools to uh, to talk to them about things that happened before they got here, before we got here, but yet we're not even doing it in our own home. So I, I, think, agree. Before we, I think before we step out and, you know, criticize the schools for not uh, putting it into the curriculum, I think that we, all, we, we have to look at ourselves and say, hey, you know, how many of us are doing it in our homes? How many of us are doing it in our community? How many of us are doing things that go against the civil rights movement? How many of us are doing things that represent a slave mentality? How many of us are actually individuals versus being bandwagoners, going along with the flow, going along with what other people tell us? we should do or what the media tells us we should be, how many of us are defeating the purpose of black history 
on a regular basis and then getting upset because of the fact that, you know, it's not being taught in school. Granted, I agree. I, I, I know. I, I, I agree with everything you, uh, you just said. I was, I was lucky enough to be the grandson of two of my grandmothers were teachers. And they were the first to teach me about who I was in the scheme of history. Uh, my my uh, mother's mother, Charlene, was the um, was the president of the African American woman a woman's um, historical society of South Jersey. So you know, in that I was you know, and, and it, it, it's it what you're saying what you're saying is absolutely and unequivocally correct. So how do we combat that? But the bottom line is the reason why that's not happening is the same thing I was telling you about before. The same reason why we think uh, that people think as a whole that every young, you know, young uh, hoodie wearing African American is a criminal. It's 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 it, it, it it's because of the, the the images that they see. But what you but we do have to take responsibility for our for our own backyard, and that's what this is about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You know us. You know us taking. You know taking ourselves ourselves by the bootstraps, and you know the pro, if they take a program away from us, somebody should step up and and, and start an, uh, another program. Or you know the things that we deem in our community that that's that's needed, somebody should stand up and say, you know what, I'll take I'll take that. But we there has to be a dialogue such as the one that we that you, uh, me and uh, and Miss Tammy are having right now. That will jumpstart these types of things. Um, sure, it's going to take more than you know a week three, but you know a flood starts with with one drop of rain. You know, and what about the parents? Because you know, I, I really I get what you're saying, Rodney. I know some people will say when you when you said this, I instantly thought about same thing with reading your Bible and things like that. People people were at one point um, angry about prayer being taken out of school and things like that. But the question is. You want your the teachers and so forth to pray with your kids at school, but are you reading the Bible and praying with your kids at home? Probably not. And a lot of parents are probably more uh, white. White parents are, are probably not going over history for their white with their white kids because, of course, it's being taught. And that's I, that's what I meant about the question saying why haven't we uh, did more about it? I know there was there was one time I was thinking about here on a Saturday. Having kids come out and just learning about the history, but then you guys, when you do things like this, parents don't enforce it. They they don't they don't have time. They won't make time. The majority of them will not make time to bring kids. You find yourself picking kids up, dropping them off, um, even for the best of things. So it's like the adults. We almost have to capture those adults first because we're sending these kids back into homes, back into schools, who have fed us uh, this image that you're talking about, Lenny, and it's so embedded in us. And, and, and so even we as as our own race, we find ourselves, I know I'll, I'll tell you the truth, there are times when I felt uh, more threatened and probably no need to be, but, but again, because it's the image that has been put before me for so long, and so you will feel more threatened by someone who looks like you walking down the dark street coming towards you than someone who doesn't. And again, it goes back to I'm sure the image that has been put before us consistently, and what we see in the media, and what's been taken away. And going back to what you said, May, to to control the people, you almost have to destroy them right before their eyes. And I think it's so much weight to what you said, what you started out, how you started this conversation out. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, you, you know, Tammy. The thing, the thing about it is, if you know, when people tell me that, well, well, you know what, nobody wants to hear about, you know, us being in slavery. I was like, you know, our history, unfortunately, uh, our people think that many, many people of our, of our like, I think, think that our history started when we were brought here in chains, and nothing could be farther away from the truth. So until we, you know, I, 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 we were reading, I was reading an article the other day. And it was saying how um, only, I believe it was 6% of all of the literature produced last year, 2014, out of, uh, out of, uh, out of all the literature for children, children's, let's just take children's books, uh, less than 6% were by, by African-American authors. The other, the, <laughs> the other, the other 90, 95 or 94% were, of course, People, you know, mostly Caucasian. So what does that tell you? That tells you that they're controlling the images. That tells you that as from, from childhood, people are, you know, kids are taught their place in this society as it is. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's, it's important for us. Now, if, if history wasn't important, then why did the Jews have their own schools? Why, do, why does every other ethnic group in the world, you know, take pride in their history? Why is it our history, when we want to talk about our history, even our own people don't want to hear about it? i tell you why. Because they don't deem it necessary. Because now we're, now, as I said before, we're a bunch of Negro peers running around chasing that dollar. And that dollar means nothing because as soon as, as, soon as, you, have, as, soon as you have that money, you think everything changes. But now you just, you know what they call us, with money. And, and, and unfortunately, many of us with that money act just like that. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, wow. You know what? Uh, a lot of times, you know, we, 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 um, people criticize athletes, right? And, and man, they, they're so stupid or, you know, how can you have so much money coming in and, you know, and then turn around and get in trouble or, do these different things that are going to jeopardize your millions. But if you're ignorant before you get a million dollars, you can be ignorant after you get a million dollars. Yes. A, a, a fat contract from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL is not going to change what's in your heart. Or your head. Money, mo- money can't buy you sanity. <laughs> Money can't buy you common sense. That's true. And, you know, the thing that needs to happen is education. We need yes. to start educating folks. We need to start, and, and, and again, um, we we have to start it in our homes. And granted, if it doesn't happen in the homes, then, you know, it has to happen in the community, it has to happen in the school. But it would be so nice if it started in the homes, if if we focus more on morals and values, if we focus more on who our child is going to be tomorrow versus let me treat them like a baby today, no, your child needs to be educated today. Your child needs to I gradually agree. be prepared for life. Your child needs to know where they come from so that way they have a better idea, a better sense of where they're going. Exactly, and that's and that's and that is what Pistol Venture is all about. When a child read, I wanted to I wanted to pre, I wanted to present a story 
with an uh, with an with a, an African heroine, and all of these colorful you know African you know African and some Native American characters uh, in in support roles. And the, the very first thing that that the children um, and when we had the um, the Black Nancy Inspires educational program is what we call it the BNIP uh, was last, but the first year was last year, and to see little black girls and boys look at me and say, you know, I asked them what they liked about the story so much. They were like, well, first of all, she's bad, you know, what I mean, she kicks butt, you know, and the action mm-hmm. element. Is is very important because it keeps their attention. I didn't I didn't want to just you know browbeat them with a bunch of historical facts. I mean they get that in school. I wanted to. I want, I'm not necessarily. I'm not a documentarian. I always say I'm a, I'm not a documentarian. I'm an entertainer. I want them to be entertained by the story. I want I want the the the, the, uh, the messages and the message that I'm trying to instill in them to be hidden. So so much in fact that they don't even know that they're learning about something. I want to I wanted to I wanted to to intrigue them to the point where they have to go online or go to their local libraries and find out what I made up and what I didn't. And in that is a is a very, very valuable learning tool. But but the most important thing is to see themselves in, in the in these images, not as these drug dealers, not as shiftless, lazy, not as, you know, uncaring animals. I want them to see us as we really are. I want them to see us our strength our pride, our confidence, our fortitude, because that's what the story of slavery is to me. It's about, it's about a people who refused to go quietly into that good night. It's about a people who, who pulled themselves out of the most, the most evil of all, of all of man's evils, the slavery of another person. And in spite of that, they still try to emulate us. They still try to steal our music. They still, I mean, if you just watch the Grammys, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it, 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 it is so, it is, it is, we, are, we are under attack by, by so many fronts that it is, like, it is so daunting. But I'm here to tell you that, uh, that a movement and a change has begun. We are starting to, to, to change the way we look at ourselves. We're, cha- we're, we're starting to, to you know, to uh, find that same fire that pulled us out of the depths of hell on earth. We're, still, we're starting with for people like you, people like me, people, you know, many, many people here in D.C. where I call New Egypt. We're in, in places like this in Atlanta, we're not afraid to work with one another. And that's where it's going to start. Because the way that you, you, you turn the tables on these things, we don't produce anything. We are the world's number one consumer. So, of course, they want to keep us detached from who we are. Because the minute we find out, we, real, we recognize and remember who we are, then the game is going to change, my brother and sister. Is going to change that very moment, and those things. And and, and don't get me wrong, the, the Obama, Obama, Obama to me, like love him or hate him, he had you have to respect him because the the, the level of, of of just BS that that man has to swallow on a daily basis globally would kill the average human being. Do you understand what I mean? So mm-hmm. in that, you, you may not you may not like his politics. You may not you may not like you know you may not. Agree with everything, but who do you agree everything with? He's only a human like you and I. But that man, he has my he has my utmost respect for for just bringing keeping the pride in in, in you know in, in our people because he knows that he has the fate in a lot of ways the fate of our entire black nation on his shoulders on a daily basis, and they come at him from every way, shape, and angle that he possibly can, and he handles it 
with class and dignity. And that's what we should take from this presidency. You know, I thought you brought up a, good, a great point when you mentioned about the the amount of disrespect that President Obama has received since being in office. And if that does not, I mean, it has been alarming to me because you see some people, in my opinion, kind of that darkness kind of comes out. And you're like, wow, because, you know, I'm thinking, where have you guys been all these years? Have you not been seeing what's been going on before he got in office? Why, why such anger and disappointment and um, all that stuff now? You know what it's about. You know. You know what it's you know, about. You know what it's about. They have to take orders from a from a from a black man. That's exactly what it's about. And I'm sorry if I offend some of your listeners, but the truth is the light. You know, I mean, it's the truth is the light. The only reason that you know, he, I mean, he's done all all the all the, the good things that he's done. You know, uh, in terms of jobs and you know and and and, uh, and uh, helping us. Uh, out of this, um, out of this, you know, this pseudo depression, what have you. They won't give them credit for, it, but we know what we, we know what the numbers say. At, at any rate, you you have to. I mean, I wouldn't want a job. I mean, look how young he looked before he got in there, and look at him. And look at him now. And you know, he wants to throw his hands up in the air and just, you know, and he, he's done all this thing with one hand tied behind his back, with without, you know, without the uh, the house helping him whatsoever. And he's still, and he's still done. I'm an impeccable job in my in my in my opinion. I'm sorry we're getting off topic a little bit, but it's all relative. <laughs> Obama Obama uh this is Rodney. Obama becoming president, President Obama uh getting elected and then getting reelected just just showed us or because of those two because of those two actions, because of those two things, we were able to see just how far we have not come as a nation, as a people. And while we want to, while while we keep hearing, forget about it, let it go, you know, it still is present. It still exists. And and, and here's the kicker, and, and 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 this is just my opinion. I can't prove this, but it's my opinion. Um, our nation at least the people with cruelty and hatred and bitterness in their heart um, and those who are racist. The reason, I, I think, the reason why Herman Cain was um, put out of the race uh, during the last election was because they wanted to have a chance that a black man would not be in office in 2012 for the next term because Herman Cain had all of those Republicans for a while. And then out of nowhere, here comes this woman talking about an affair that happened so many years ago. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, Herman Cain stepped, stepped down. Mm-hmm. I just believe that they did not want two black men running against each other because that would have turned this country upside down if there were two <laughs> black men running against each other. I agree. I agree. And you know, it's it's the it's the great it's it's the uh it's the sleight of hand that you have to look out for. Like, you know, we, we go from we go from uh Boehner who uh, for the first time in, in, uh, in U.S. history 
invites a, uh, a head of state who was not, you know, without, you know, without even, without even addressing the uh, the prospect of, of having a, a head of state, uh, a la the um, prime minister of Israel, come in without the knowledge of the chief of staff. When have you ever that, that he actually committed a, a felony? It was it was it's actually it's actually what, what he did was treasonous. And I'm not making this up. I'm telling you, by the Constitution, by the Constitution, this man committed treason, and no one is talking about that. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about how many people that uh, uh, Bill Cosby, you know, one of our one of our first uh, uh, billionaires, uh, it, you know, was was drugging all these women in like you know 1972 or whatever it was, and you know they're coming out of the woodwork, you know, and and it's as I slide hand, it's like, oh, don't look over here, look over here, you know what I mean? So it, it is really it's crazy, and like I said, we live in D.C., so it's like we we see it on a daily basis. It's it's just unbelievable what you say, Rodney. is true. There is no way in, in on this earth that they want that to happen. But you know, knowing that, and like, and this is the same thing. I I, I can't you know that's in the whole other conversation. We all call you guys back, and we can talk about the um, the annihilation of the two party system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have another question for you about the book. Um, what is sure. there a difference between? Is there a difference between the? Um, I guess it's, it's like a school edition. I may be saying the book one school edition. Is there a difference in yes. your life? Okay. Tell yes. us what. Actually, actually, I'm sorry. Um, actually, yeah. uh, the uh, book one and book two have school editions, and the school editions. Are um, are edited are edited down editions uh, for 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 you know for the um, junior high uh, and high school uh, kids to be able to read it without there's no sex in it whatsoever. And uh, the reason why we did that I mean, because some of the I mean the kids now especially in this area are reading things that would be you know they were burning people for back in the 1600s. But um, you know, it's, uh, education, as it were, has, has changed. I'm sure you can attest to that, Rodney. Um, but uh, yes, in answer to your question, the, the school editions are are more palatable for, uh, for the, to be ingested by young people. Uh, by young people, I mean you know your your, your uh, intermediate grades through high school. So the the regular versions are, uh, like we say, straight no chaser for adults, and uh, the school editions are for the kids. Have you, have you spoken to a lot of uh, young adult groups? I'm sorry. Have you spoken to any young adult groups, any any teenage groups? Oh, most definitely. Uh, last year, um, Black Nancy Book One um, School Edition was um, was actually um, taken into the curriculum of four schools in this area. Uh, one of which it was the Gallagher School of the Arts. Their um, their honors English class read it, and um, we also traveled to uh, Fells High School and spoke to the young people there, and as well as the Carvel and Anthony Center, which is what they called us back and purchased book two, and they they, uh, they want to be a part of uh, the entire Black Nancy movement. So we'll be there on Thursday. Uh, anybody, anybody who's listening in the uh, Baltimore area will be at the Carmelo Anthony Center at six uh, from six thirty, um, I mean four thirty to six thirty on uh, on Thursday afternoon, passing out um, the much-awaited book two, Ruby uh, Ruby Rises to the young people, and we're going to return uh, on March the nineteenth 
to play a game of Black Nancy Jeopardy with the, with the same kids. Oh, okay. You you you're not far from me. You're gonna be in Baltimore. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's cool. I'm going to say you should you should come on down. I'll give you an autographed copy of uh, Black Nancy One and Two. Uh, that would be really nice. Uh, uh, but <laughs> but I, I have a bunch of kids who are, who are struggling right now, so I, I actually tutor them until uh, about four thirty every day. Um, I'm about thirty miles southwest of DC. Oh yeah, I mean that 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 we would we would come we'd be glad to come out and speak to you speak to you young people. That's what we do. Oh man, that would be phenomenal, man. I'm I I am actually. Um, in the process of um, uh, organizing an education summit, and uh, Tammy's going to uh, uh, be um, assisting me with that. Um, and uh, I, I'm hoping and praying that nothing comes up, and, and she can be here when when uh, when we do it, because I, you know I want her to uh, to uh, be here when it happens. Um, but that'll be in September. But that'd be good if we can get you here, man. So yeah, definitely. I tell you what, man. You go to go to Black Nancy Books and uh, let us know, you know, when you want us to come in and um, the uh, you know the age the, the age of the group and uh, and how many and uh, we'll figure from there. We'll have somebody contact you. Oh man, so Black, Na- oh, Black Black Nancy Books or AOL. Man, you just made my night, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I was gonna say, go ahead and tell the audience how say again how they can contact you because I know some people. Um, make it off sooner than we, you know, end it. So go ahead and tell them again how to connect with you. Okay, yeah. And if any, anyone out there listening um, has a is a member of a, a community organization um, or uh, or teacher, and you you know you want to, to you're doing a um, an author um, an author Q and A type of thing, uh, contact us at as Lennox Nelson at Black Nancy Books at AOL. Or you can uh, reach out to us at blacknancy.net. Is, uh, that's our website, and uh, reach out to us that way. Uh, also, you can find, please follow us at, uh, at Lennox Nelson or at Black Nancy Books on Twitter. And um, if you're all out there, if this is my voice and you have a smartphone, go to Black Nancy Fan Club and hit like. It would be greatly appreciated on Facebook. Have you had have you? Go ahead, Ryan. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to ask, have you had any any responses or feedback from kids of a different race? Like when you go out to the synagogue, they're typically uh, just students of, of African-American race, or are there other races as well? N- not, at, not at all. Actually, um, the demographic that we, that Black Nancy has been speaking to so far is, um, is, is we have many, many uh, Caucasian followers. Actually, we're doing pretty good in Bangladesh, believe it or not. <laughs> My wife and I laugh about that on a daily basis, but, you know, the word is getting out there. Like I said, we've been at this for, uh, for almost two years now, and the response has been overwhelming. Um, this past Friday, um, yeah, this past Friday, we had the uh, book launch in my hometown for, for Book Two, Ruby Rises, um, and in, in Philadelphia, and it was standing room only, and I was just so humbled uh, by the support because it was, I mean, as you know, in the Northeast, the weather was, was really crummy, and um, people drove through the snow, and when I came out to that, you know, to a packed house, I just, um, I wanted to drop to my knees and just thank the Lord, you know, and um, it, it's one thing to have a concept. It's another, it's another thing to 
to put that uh, a concept into uh, fruition and people respond to it the way they have. And um, so I know that we are on the right track. And they're actually, I'm 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 seven chapters into book three, and because of those people and because of the people who um, braved the uh, the inclement weather of Friday, I gave them a little treat and read uh, the first chapter of book three, the privateer to them, and uh, and it all brought the house down. I'm glad to say. Okay. Wow. Have you um have you looked into uh doing a book talk at some of the libraries in DC? Uh actually we've we've done uh we've done a couple of book talks at um the library in Georgetown and okay. uh library in Silver Spring as well. Uh you know, it's it's uh it's 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 kind of strange. Uh the libraries here, I mean we we really this year we we, we chose to um for business reasons, we chose to to really concentrate on um, on schools and festivals, and um, we do and and we we what well, we do we did a national book tour last year from from uh, Philadelphia all the way to California it was very very successful. So you know the, the the main the main book tours on that on that schedule from last year are repeating again this year, and uh, so we're still making up. It's a it's a fluid situation, so we're making it, you know we're making up um, we're making a schedule as we go as we speak. Um, and uh, we're just uh, <laughs> if you call, we'll haul. It, it you know it doesn't matter if it's five kids or five hundred, we'll come. Okay. What, what are some uh, the, the Martin Luther this? King Library um, in D.C. would be a really good one, I think, um, for you and and, uh, and what you're what you're all about and what you're trying to do. Um, and, and what I'll do is I'll. Um, I'll forward you some information because um, mm-hmm. I know a few people who work there, and I think that uh, it would be a really good thing for uh, and for the and for the library to to have a book talk there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Lenny, what are, are you that you have now on schedule? Like, what are some of the areas you have already preset that you're going to be visiting? Uh, well, of course we got to we, we got to you know, we got to take care of home. So um, we're working on we're working on um, a signing at uh, uh, Busboys and Poets. We have um, another signing in Dallas in Dallas, Texas, uh, Denver, Colorado at the Book Bar. Um, uh, what is it? Zahara Zahara's Books in Inglewood, California. Um, just off the top of my head, uh, actually, I got to send a shout out to uh, I I miss everything. Miss uh, Cynthia Stevenson of ADR Media Enterprises, because she knows all those dates, <laughs> and she's going to kill me because like, I know right now she she's probably she's probably uh, like wording uh, wording all the places I should be saying right now in uh, at her computer or something. Okay, so uh, hey, hey, Smith. Come on and tell us. I'm sorry. Well, saying to Cynthia, I'm sure she's listening, so she can select that number one and tell us where you're going to be, so our listeners will know. <laughs> and actually, there's a full yeah, there's a full schedule. Whenever we're, um, wherever I'm going to be uh, appearing, there's a full schedule available on uh, at BlackNancy.net. But uh, okay. actually, like I said this week we'll be at the Carmelo Anthony Center at 4:30, uh, distributing um, uh, book two, school edition to their after-school program. It's a, a very, very great program called Living Classrooms. And, you know, and actually, in, in, it's kind of keeping in keeping with what Rodney was talking about earlier in our conversations about professional athletes. Um, you know, these are the kind of stories that, that unfortunately don't make the media. 
the fact that the Carmelo Anthony Center is in the middle of one of the most destitute areas of Baltimore. It is a it is a beacon of, of educational light in a in a city that is otherwise dark for our people. And I, I think that he should get more he should get he should get more uh um notoriety for, 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 for doing that as opposed to wearing his sneakers. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he, he actually gives back to the community in a manner that it really, really needs. And I, I just I would be remiss if I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. As a as a New York Knicks fan, it, it, it's very good to hear that. Oh yeah, man. Oh, I mean, his, his facility is, is I mean top. Is the, the facility over here is top notch, top notch. And it's it's run by a brother by, by the name of Tyrone Sherrod, who is uh, a visionary, and he is uh, one of one of uh, Black Nancy the Black Nancy Book Saga's uh, biggest proponents. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Rodney, mm. anything anything from you? Um, how important do you think it is for guys like Carmelo Anthony um, to give back and not just give back, again, going back to this whole, you know, needing to be seen, uh, but more so giving back behind the scenes and really reaching out to the youth, even when no one's watching, even when it's not that big of a deal to the media, how, how important do you think that that is uh, for for those for those kids and and for and for the and for the people like Carmelo Anthony with their with their status? I think it's I think it's of the utmost importance. I think that um, you know what you know, those guys a lot of those guys get a bum rap because a lot of those guys do very positive things in the community and as you say you know um, behind the scenes. I mean he did that. I believe that he. I mean, what what he saw was a need in his in his neighborhood, and and he tried his best to facilitate that need. And it wasn't a fly by night, you know, um, uh, a fly by night type of type of thing, because it's it's been it's been in existence for for about eight years now. And they, I mean, from what I understand, they've purchased um, they purchased a couple other buildings and, and started programs in, in other neighborhoods as well. So it's, it's really, really catching on. So his level of commitment can't be questioned. Um, not to mention he's an orange man like me, go Syracuse. So, uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot of orange running around there. You know, people like, uh, Mary Anignas who volunteers her time on, on a daily basis. And Maya, who actually is a young lady who, uh, who was set up, we're working with uh, in terms of their after, you know, their after school reading program. And you know some of the unsung heroes over there, people who show up, uh, like uh, like Miss Miss Pinder, who is uh, is the event coordinator over there. Those people do uh, one heck of a job. It's a thankless job, um, much of the time, but they do it day in and day out because uh, you know, like you and I, they see the need. And what the, what the kids aren't getting at home, they receive at the living uh, living classrooms. And I'm 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 very very proud to be affiliated with it. Well, I love what you're doing, and keep it up. If Rodney and I can help in any way, um, we'll keep you updated as to what we're doing and, and where. And I'm looking forward to you and your wife coming through Memphis or to Memphis. Yeah, yeah, because um, you know what? I mean, I'm trying to tell you, I'm, I'm trying to come through here for, for some of that that, that down home cooking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys come on and, and we'll give you some down home good good cooking that Georgia cooking. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. My, I told you my my daddy's from Georgia, so I know I know what I know what it's hitting for. But um, right. if I if I may if I may let me uh, 
let me uh, just uh, reach out if there are any. If you guys know of any book clubs in in, in the Memphis area, we'll be you know we'll we we'll, like uh, we could get, get, have them get in contact with us. And we if you have enough, if you have more than ten people in your group, you just may uh, be able to have uh, me make a personal appearance at at your home or wherever your your uh, your group meets. So be on the lookout for that contest as well. But I thank you, I thank you both for the uh, for the uh, for the format. And only through this type of communication can we evoke change. So I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. You're so welcome. And one last time, give the audience um, give the audience how to contact you just for the sake of them hearing it once again. And and uh, if, if anyone misses it and cannot reach them, please just reach out to Rodney or myself and. We'll get you in contact as well. But go ahead and give any last words and information of how one may reach you. Okay. Well, you can reach us at blacknancy.net or blacknancybooks at aol.com. Um, friend us on or like like the page on um, on Black Nancy uh, Fan Club on Facebook. Uh, follow us at Black Nancy Books. And or uh, follow me at Lennox Nelson on Twitter. And as we say, own your journey. Okay. We're going to post that out. I did not post your Black Nancy Fan Club Facebook page, but I will do that. I did post the website, so we'll do the fan page as well. And, and actually, and actually, Tammy, if I, if I may, um, yeah, it's, I go by Lennox. Lennox Nelson or Ox Nelson. The Lenny is for is just for people on Facebook that I grew up with a long, long time ago who don't who don't who, who still know me as Lenny because everybody in South Philadelphia is, is some kind of A. It's Hanky, Lenny, Frankie, that kind of thing. Rodney, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn it over to you. I'm sorry. You said Rodney. I said Rodney. I was gonna turn it back over to him. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Okay. That that was good. That was good. Yeah. I, I told Tammy that that these are the types of um, these are the types of of shows that uh, and and the topics that I don't know they 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 really get me going. Um, you know, I'm I'm really into controversial things. I'm really into things that um, that kind of shake up. Uh, people's thoughts, people's minds, um, and even people's hearts. Because, I, you know, while I don't like to tell people what to do, I, I like to at least educate people and get them to think about what it is that they are doing um, what they're, or what they're talking about. You know, we celebrate a lot of things, but why do we celebrate things? Mm-hmm. A lot of times I wonder if people know, have we done our research? Just like, you know, this week is Valentine's Day. Everybody is celebrating Valentine's Day. But why? Do people even know why they're celebrating Valentine's Day? So the important thing to remember, and I appreciate what you're doing, um, especially here in this area, um, it's important to know what you're involved in. It's important to know where you come from. It's important to know your history, black history and all of history, because all yeah. of history affects black people, and all of history has always affected black people. Mm-hmm. So 
important to know those things. And so, um, any final words from you, Lenny? Yeah. You ever notice how a, a child or you know a young person that finds out something that they didn't know before about their people that they should be proud of? How you know a sense of self, you know, breeds confidence. They walk a little different. They talk a little different. You know why? Because they know where they come from. History is important. If it wasn't, everybody wouldn't. Everybody wouldn't learn about it. Everybody, every all the other cultures wouldn't learn about it. So let's stop being afraid of, who, of finding out who we really are, and open, broaden our minds. If you broaden your mind, communication happens. Communication happens. Change happens. So let's let's you know let's let's take the blinders off, and really really attack the problem at the root, and it starts with reclaiming our past. Man, that's good stuff, man. That is good stuff. I'm going to uh, definitely get with you. I sent you a uh, friend request on Facebook, and um, I definitely definitely want to connect with you, especially knowing that uh, you're very close. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I want to connect with you because uh, because I know a few people um, in the area, um, and I, I know that their audiences would benefit uh, from you from your book from the things that you're doing. So I definitely want to connect with you and see how we can uh, work together and uh, and help each other. Oh, we definitely will, man. We definitely will. And that, and 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 therein lies what you're talking about and what we're what we're talking about doing is the first step. We must work with one another in order, you know, it, it, for for a common goal. We must stop. We must stop. You know, we must stop listening to all the extraneous stimuli. My coach used to say. And you know, and get to the brass tacks of it all. We must work with one another in order to get to get all of us out of this thing. So, you know, it 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 can happen. It's going to happen. And I'm going to write, you know, my kind of stories in my kind of way. If you're tired of the same old story told in the same old way, Pistol Venture is for you. There you have it, folks. Together, Rodney. I told you, didn't I? Didn't I tell you that? that what we're doing these first few months of this year are going to unite men in the most fabulous way. And you know what? We have seen it, Tammy. We have seen it. Since the beginning of January, beginning of 2015, we have seen just that uh, every week, every week, I have been blessed just by being a part of this show. You know, I hadn't thought about how close you guys are in Tatsumi, so I'm seeing just another indication that this is working. And, and, and I did not ask, Lenny, I know it's your time zone is different, so we don't want to hold you, but we did not ask, what is the importance you feel for men to lead as fathers, as husbands, as brothers, whatever, even as uncles, as, as you started this journey by, by your nephews not having answers to your questions? What is the, and this will be the last one, if, unless you want to keep going, but what do you No, it goes, goes long as you want me to. <laughs> How important do you feel it is for men to lead and why? Well, being as though the black man has been under attack since he, since he was brought to the shores or wherever he was brought to in North America, I think that it is important for us to know that nobody is perfect. No, you know, no, nobody is perfect. Well, I'm, I'm not perfect. Your is not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But what I am, the man that you that you see before you or hear before you now, 
what I'm attempting to do is live the second half of my life way better than I lived the first. What good is a man who doesn't make the world around him better? So I, I think that, you know, it, because to destroy, to destroy the black families, you're talking about a whole new, a whole new show now. <laughs> the, 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 um, the, uh, the attack, the propagandic attack, the, uh, I mean, slavery, okay, this is where, this is where you know, what we're going through experiencing now, the black families experience now, correlates to, to slavery. Black families were, were separated. You know, babies. You know, babies were born by by two by, by a male and female a male and female slave. Then that baby was sold off. Maybe the the father was sold off. So you know, to, to settle a debt. These are families being broken up. You're talking about 400 years of of, of genetic training. You know, um, you're talking about 400 and some odd years of of black families just being just being destroyed without any without an afterthought. That doesn't just that just that just doesn't go away. You know, the, the psychosis that we're in, we don't even realize, most of us don't even realize that we're in it. So how can you fix something that you don't even realize that you're in? So, you know, to, 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 there's not, that's not a simple, it's not a simple answer to that question. But I'll, 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 I'll make it as simplistic as, as I can. It's important for the black man to not um, be childish enough to allow something to tear him away from his family. Um, there, is, there is nothing that should stop you from being a man either. So communication comes into play. There's no, 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 I mean, I have the closest thing to a perfect relationship that there is, but it's not perfect all the time. But the, the willingness that my wife and I have to communicate in a manner that is non-threatening, that is not, um, that is not, um, Oh, you know, we don't give each other ultimatums. Um, and we, 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 I do my best because I'm a hothead. You know, I'm tell you guys, I'm a hothead. But I am very conscious of the way I talk to her, the way I communicate with her. And sure, we don't, I don't, I don't agree with everything that she says, and she don't agree, doesn't agree with everything I say. But we do respect one another enough to agree to disagree. And we have to get ourselves in, and that's an ego thing. Men, especially black men, are ruled by a very, very small word that plays a very, very large part in their lives, and that's called ego. You must try to live an egoless life because once your ego comes into play and you get angry, then you, you no longer have the ability to, to hear, thus not having the ability to communicate properly. So, yes, it, it falls on the man because, you know, men have to be men. We, we, are, we are supposed to uplift our women, not tear them down. We are supposed to support our women. Not you know, not beat them up, you know, and and I'm not saying you know to be you know you, you have to be super you know super uh, super dad or anything like that, and you know, but you just be conscious of if you if you can think before you <laughs> before you speak. A lot of times, will be will you know you will you will uh, be able to to hear what you know what what your significant other is saying, as opposed to feeling as if. Um, becoming so defensive that communication is no longer viable. Mm -hmm. I think I think what you just said describes a man, and I think that we that we use the terms or the words men and women very loosely 
but yeah. you just summed it up. You know, we 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 say, oh, good man, good woman, but guess what? A man is good. That's right. A woman is good. Like you, we we don't need to put emphasis on well, you know, he's a good man, or we're looking for a good man or a good woman, because even the Bible says that you know he that findeth a woman findeth a good thing. So you know we don't have to put emphasis on you know good man, good woman, because men and women are good. And I think you did a great job of just summing. Uh, uh, some of that all up. Well, you know, you know, you know what, right? <laughs> and that's only because I I have a good woman. That's why I, I I've had enough I've had enough coal in my life to know when I have a good woman. When I had a good woman, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, it's, it's, when you have when you have the right, you know how they say when it's right, it's easy. It's it's never yep. really easy, but it's easy enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. And, and, and you know what, people people tend to think that that we have to have bad relationships. We have to have these relationships filled with drama, with fussing, with fighting. And you know what, it really doesn't even have to be that way. No, it doesn't. But you know what, though, Roddy, there, here we are again, back in the images that we see. Men are under so men are under so much pressure before they even get in the relationship. Because Oprah has said something, or or Steve uh, um, Harvey has said something. You know what I mean? It got to be true because they said it. You, you understand? I'm not saying I'm not. I mean, no disrespect when I say that. Man, you better man, you better preach that thing, man. You better preach that. You know what thing. I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, you know, we we need all these other people to tell us what what is in us from birth. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you really want a good relationship, then you will do everything within your power, but it has to. It takes two. So you can't be the only one giving of yourself and think that something's going to change. If this guy is not doing what you wanted him to do, you know, in the beginning, the middle, you know, and towards the end, what, what, what makes you think that, this is, that he's going to change? Maybe he is that way or vice versa. Same thing. Hey, a guy keeps going to... I'm sorry? No, 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 good. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying if, 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 you know, you have a bad woman, a woman who she wants to hang out all night, and, all sudden, and you, you know, you beat your head and you cry and you, you, know, you can't sleep at night and you got ulcers and everything, but guess what? That's not the woman for you. It's really quite simple. We are, we are the ones who make life so complicated. It's not complicated when you really think about it. There are things that you like and things that you don't like. There are things that you should put up with and things that you shouldn't. It's really as simple as that. And, and, yeah. and what takes you putting up with that is your level of commitment to the person that you, that is doing this to you? Do, you? do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to come off like you know Joe Life Coach or anything like that. But when I think about it, I'm, I'm a very like you can't argue with logic, and it's you know, and it's illogical to be with someone if you or you told someone last Friday not to stay out late again or you know this thing may end, and they do it, they don't care if you do it. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's obvious yeah. that they don't care what you do. So you should just do what you said you're going to do and roll out. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's really as simple as that. It's when you try to stay there and hold on to something, some illusion that you've created in your mind that it's not there that causes a problem. Now you got domestic violence. Now the cops are coming. Now, now you're in the system. Now you're behind bars. Now you have a record. Now you can't find a job. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And you the, know what I'm saying? And the problem, the problem, one of the problems is 
a lot of these so-called relationship experts yeah. are not even in relationships. They've never had a successful relationship, but they're telling people how to have successful relationships. Moral of the story, just consider the source, and just be true to yourself. Be true to who you are. If you know who you are, no one can take your peace. Allow no one to steal your peace. Once your peace is stolen, then they win. You have nobody to blame for that but yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> if, if it's not working, there's a door. You know, it doesn't cost anything but a little time. But if you stay in a, in a bad relationship and you know it's a bad relationship, then that's when things turn ugly, especially when one of the two people are more committed to that relationship than the other. Because then the other one feels like a fool. And once you feel like a fool, what do we just talk about? Ego comes into play. Once ego comes into play, man tones. Man tones, violence, police, and I, I already went through the whole cycle. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm just loving it. <laughs> I, just, this is, I mean, this is just gravy for me because, again, um, I just feel there's such a power and a need for men to lead um, in in every area, and and I'm thankful. I don't know your wife, Lenny, but I've seen you guys on Facebook, and beautiful, beautiful has a million dollar style. You need to get that that smile on press photos or something. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Thank you so much for acknowledging um, who she is and what she is to you and what she brings to your life. That in itself speaks of the leader that you are because um, men are, are just oblivious to what what they bring or do not bring or produce in a woman's life from a, from a young girl on. So thank you. And I know, I know Rodney is, is just a great leader in that area as well, but it's just so powerful to hear Monday after Monday, um, man after man come on and, and just genuinely you can you know that they are leaders. That it's not for fame, it's not for money, it's not for um, people. It's genuinely your purpose and your passion to do cooperating your in your purpose and your passion, but also to be first that leading man in your life, so that you could be that leading man in in your family's life. So, no, most definitely, most definitely. My, my wife makes me want to be a better me. That's a, that's as easy. That's a, that's as simple as I can put it. She makes me want to be a, a better me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't even know how. I don't know how she does it. I mean, maybe it's because she believes in me. Maybe it's because she, you know, she's she's my 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 biggest critic, but my most supportive. You know, my my biggest supporter as well. Um, maybe it's because she's just brilliant. I don't know. But maybe it's all those things. But I just know that you know it's, she doesn't put any kind of pressure on me to do any of the things that I do. She just supports the things that I do, and and helps me. Uh, uh, I know why my, I know why I know why both my grandfathers married teachers. Because we were all idea guys. We're create you know, we're creative guys. But the teachers are the organizers and they they make you know, they, they put they, they can package they, they package it up really, really, really nice. So I mean you men out there it's like this. If you got a good one, there's not too many of them out here. So I, I suggest you find a way to keep that one. Because <laughs> lawyers you know who you know you know profit from, from bad relationships? The lawyers. That's it. You know, you're stuck with you're stuck with broken dreams and broken pockets. So it's you know, it's up to you. You know what I mean? 
Wow. That's good stuff. All right. Well, you guys, um, any any last words? I say it's about nine thirty, almost coming up. So you, we we have it until ten o'clock Central Time. So if y'all have anything that you want to share? Go for it. We have the time, but I don't want to keep you because I know you're on Eastern Time. Well, no, I mean it's, it's, it's quite all right, actually. Um, I, you know what? I, what I want to talk about as well is you know black black the whole Black Nancy we call it the Black Nancy book sagas. Because each book is its own individual movie. Because I, I'm actually, I don't consider myself an author. I consider myself a, a screenwriter. And the books are, um, I actually wrote the screenplays first. So the books are an adaptation of my screenplays um, of the same name. And we are working now feverishly trying to hammer out a deal um, to have uh, Black Nancy Book One made into a uh, stage play, a musical. So please wish us luck on that, and um, we're going to be kickstarting um, the, the uh, for, for film production uh, within you know probably towards the end of the year. So be on the lookout for that as well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off uh, now and just tell you guys that uh, keep, please keep doing what you're doing. Um, I will always always be here and be willing to to speak with you on your show or outside the show. Doesn't matter. Uh, Tammy, I will be down there. I like ham. Hint, hint, hint. I like ham. And uh, Rodney, <laughs> Rodney, I'm looking forward to speaking with you. And uh, I feel like this is the uh, the first day of a very, very long and fruitful relationship between uh, between us all. Hey, all man, right. it sounds good to me, man. All right, okay, so Rodney, you have a good night. Let's stay, on just, let's stay on just a few minutes, Rodney. I want to make a few announcements. Uh, Lenny, you, you can you can – uh, hang up when you're ready, but thank you again, and, and tell your lovely wife I said hello, and I'm so looking forward to meeting her because I know what behind every great man there is a fabulous woman. So, well, my baby is standing right next to me. My baby is standing right next to me. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Have a good night.
would be suitable. We're taking all types of door prizes. We want everyone to leave with something in hand. Um, we have some someone coming in from Atlanta to do poetry and songs. Um, hopefully I'll find someone here in Memphis as well, but if we don't, you know, sometimes you have to go out and have people come in. Um, unfortunate, but we'll see. We'll make that happen. So I wanted to just kind of tell people about that. And, again, it's the Walking in Her Shoes Domestic Violence Conference. Uh, you can find out more about it at walkinginhershoes.org. You can find out more about the actual um, Walking in Her Shoes Foundation, so to speak. But that's here in Memphis, April 18th. Uh, Rodney, I don't know if we'll – we probably want to wait and hold off on what we're doing here in March, or do, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, we'll hold off. We'll, we'll make the people sweat a little bit. <laughs> okay. And then we'll, while, 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 I, while I try to uh, still work on it. <laughs> okay. Well, after you just get here. We'll make it happen. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely make it happen. Uh, my goal is to, um, my goal is to definitely get down there uh, uh, March the twenty eighth um, and, and and be there for a few days, um, and definitely uh, pro- promote my book. Uh, my book's tired of being black and uh, from the heart of a teacher. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting down there. Um, I've been uh, wanting to get to Memphis for for quite some time now, so uh, I'm definitely um, making it a goal of mine to get down there uh, the weekend, the last weekend of March, uh, which is the first um, weekend of our spring break here in Virginia. Okay. You want to tell them about our guest for next Monday? Is that next Monday? Isn't it next Monday? Yep. I, th- um, I, I think uh, uh, I think he's two Mondays from now. Uh, he's the twenty third. Okay, I have to look at that. I thought he was next week. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, I actually I did too, and then I realized that today is only the ninth, um, and so he's supposed to be the twenty third. Okay, I have to check that because I. I saw that. I think I I think I have him down for next Monday, and uh, but I'll check. I'll check and just make sure. If you do, I'm just back. let me know because um, I'll just get with him tomorrow and uh, um, you know, see if he can be on next Monday. But I'm I'm pretty sure that we told him the twenty third. Okay. Um, yep, I have him for the sixteenth. Oh boy. Okay. I'll. Uh, I know tonight he's at the uh, he's at the Wizards game, so so I'll uh, I'll talk to him tomorrow and uh, see. And next Monday may actually work better for him uh, because I know um, his daughter plays uh, college basketball, and so they are starting their their tournament on February the twenty fourth. Um, is their tournament uh, is their conference tournament? So uh, he'll be traveling uh, to watch his daughter play. Um, so next Monday might actually be better for him as long as he doesn't have anything going on at school. Okay. All right. Well, let me know about that. And if so, we'll either have uh, Mr. Mike Dufresne, I think I'm saying that right, or uh, Mr. Afford Mylon, Pastor Afford Mylon, one of the two. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> but 
But I'm very excited to have uh, Mike Dufresne on the show. He's a great friend of mine, uh, just a a phenomenal educator, um, a great role model, um, uh, former basketball coach, former uh, college basketball player himself, um, just a great guy to be around. If if your child um, is still in school, you want them to tune into the show that he uh, will be our guest because he does some really, really, really awesome things for the kids here in Manassas. Um, He has put a light in their eyes that has never been there before. And so many of them can, can, can see where they're going. So many of them have a better idea of what they want to do when they graduate from high school um, than they ever did before. So I hope it's next Monday, <laughs> but if not, uh, we'll definitely hear from him in two weeks. And uh, just a really awesome guy. So I hope that you guys will uh, will definitely tune in whenever he is on. Well, just let us know. And um, last call, see, we have a few more calls out there. If anyone has a question or comment or something uh, you want to get out, Select the woman number one now or forever hold your peace, at least until next Monday. So, um, Rodney, thank you, as always, for being a part of the Butterfly Evolution Show. I'm excited, and we're getting ready to start scheduling for our Women's Month in March, and Rodney's going to um, kick it off by putting me in the hot seat the first Monday in March, right, Martin? Absolutely. I've, I've been waiting for this moment. Well, I will be I will be interviewed uh, by Rodney <laughs> Monday in March. So, ladies uh, and guys, you you may find out some things about me that you wanted to know and have not been able to get out of me. But I'll say that and you I'm may not. <laughs> I'm gonna make it, Sammy. I'm gonna make it an open invitation. I, I'm gonna invite people to help me interview you. Really. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure that that that, that people are going to be tuned into this show. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. No, don't go inviting people now because people don't no don't do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, you know I would I would do you like that. <laughs> oh, but no, that's okay. I, I'm I'm I share as long as it does not. Um, I wish there was a lot more that I could share, but, but you know, I don't like to bring people into um, my storm, I guess I would say, because some people are not. In sharing my life, I have to include a lot of people, or, or some people. I shouldn't say a lot. Um, but, but some people that um, I wish I could. Some people actually that I wish I could just get on the show and, and, and share some things as well, but they will not. But Anyway, I'll, I'll share as much about me without including uh, bringing other people's lives into it that are not ready to share their lives. I'll say that, but you're gonna, you'll get you'll I get guess. all of me for sure, all of me. Uh, so. we, we 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 will definitely keep it to uh, to Tammy and uh, all of the wonderful things that Tammy has done <laughs> or been a part of um, over the years. So. Uh, I want to share some of the bad stuff too now, Rodney. Huh? I want to share some of the bad stuff, my personal bad stuff. I want to share the good and the bad because 
I think my dad will help some people. In fact, I'm going to send you my questions ahead of time just because, you know, you're one of my people, so I can put you on the spot. I'm going to send you my questions ahead of time. No, no, I'm not going to read them. I don't want to know your questions. I want to be be in the hot seat, and I want them to be fresh out of office. I want them to be genuinely me, so I don't want the questions. Okay, okay. Uh, I I already have a... I already have a few in mind, uh, uh, just because I know that you're you're all about uh, transformation, and uh, you know, I know that you um, want to do anything that you can to help other people um, uh, be successful. So, um, I have some questions in mind, and uh, and uh, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm 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 ready for for uh, the first. Uh, what is it? March the second is that the first day? <laughs> I'm ready for March the second now. But the butterfly is ready. The butterfly is out of the cocoon and she is ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. So, well, it's been real, you guys. Thank everyone for for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, Lenny just just was awesome tonight. I just I have such respect for what he's doing. Um. And all I can say is, you guys, support, support, support. Uh, check out his site. And don't forget to check out Rodney's site. Rodney, give them your site again as well. We don't do that enough. Give them your site as well. Um, again, my name is Rodney Jordan. I'm a sixth-grade math teacher in Manassas, Virginia. Uh, you can visit me on the web at www.yourfaveteacher. Dot com. Uh, that's Y-O-U-R-F-A-V-T-E-A-C-H-E-R.com. Um, you can definitely check out both of my books, Part of Being Black and From the Heart of a Teacher. If you're in the D.C. area next Wednesday, I'm sorry, next Thursday, February 19th, um, I will be at the Northwest uh, One uh, Library on L Street uh, doing an author talk uh primarily related to my first book, Tired of Being Black, and just um, exposing different things that are going on um, in our community, in our in our, in our our society. And uh, I got it. Uh, uh, I was included, I guess, um, in a uh, Facebook post earlier today um, that talked about how this young girl, um, I want to say she was about ten or eleven. She was uh, she was uh, gunned down while she was selling Girl Scouts um, by a black person, and so that's one of the things that you know I I tend to talk about. You know, I don't I don't doubt that racism still exists, but there are a lot of things that we as black people uh, need to change. My book is not called Tired of Being Black because I'm tired of being black or because I hate being black or because I have anything against my own race. Uh, My book is called Tired of Being Black simply because um, I want us as a race uh, to take a a closer look at ourselves um, and take a closer look at um, the things that we do to ourselves and to each other that continuously hold us back. So um, I try to talk about... um, things that I believe we need to address and those things will definitely 
um, if we go about them the right way, they will definitely um, help us have a a more productive life. And so um, next Thursday, you can be a part of the conversation, um, and we'd love to have you there at the Northwest One Branch. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time. I, I have a feeling, Tammy, that it's going to be um, almost as packed as it was when I was at the Martin Luther King branch um, last summer. So I'm really looking forward to it, and we just have some uh, some other things going on. And so please stay connected to Butterfly Evolution. Nothing but great things are going to continue to come uh, through this show. We, we realize that we are not, you know, uh, your average radio show where we're talking about drama and talking about uh, – relationships and sex and all of this other foolishness, but we're talking about things that people know and people need to hear because it's only going to help you live a better life and, and, and it will help your children live a better life. So those are the things that we like to talk about. So I'm very grateful that Tammy um, has invited me to be um, on this show with her every Monday night because I know how precious Butterfly Evolution is to Tammy. So Tammy, I think before I close this out, you should uh, uh, give out any information or repeat inf- any information um, that you already have so that people know how to get in contact with you and know about the things that you're doing in Memphis. Um, ButterflyEvolution.org is the probably the best way uh, for anyone, and I'm going to be updating the site with all of the events that are coming. There are quite a few things happening. Uh, we have March, April, May, and I'm excited. I think I mentioned to you, Rodney, um, I'm going to be speaking. I was supposed to start last week, but we just had a few complications. I'm going to be speaking at the Boys and Girls Club on a consistent basis. For right now, it'll be monthly, but eventually we'll go to every two weeks. So I'm excited about just having um, the opportunity to speak to our kids on a consistent basis in one location Actually, it'll be two locations. Um, I have one near my home and then one in an area where Sasha is so needed. And and Brandon and his team of fighters, the guys who fight on that whole team, they have agreed to join with me and go out and do some self-defense classes and talk about the the importance of not fighting on the street. If you're so big and bad, hey, take take it to the ring, fight for a change or you know, do that. So take your anger in the in the cage, but don't keep it off the street and things like that. So I'm excited about that. Uh, just a number of positive and great things happening. Uh, so stay connected. You know, Rocky mentioned about what we're about. Simply transformation, because if 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 talking about relationships and all of this, and not saying relationship is bad, because relationships should be one of the greatest things. It should be in addition to who you are. It should make you better. As Lenny just said, um, his wife makes him want to be better. You can only, he could not do that if he did not know who he was or make making a choice to be who he is. So you have to know who you are in order to, in order for any relationship to work. You can read all the books you want to read. You can tune into all the the. the radio shows about relationship and, and he's doing this and he's doing that. But if you're not doing you and if you don't know you, that is temporary 
uh, fund. Very temporary. If it was going to work, then we would have more meaningful, lasting relationships and marriages. So we don't. In spite of the million books that are written about divorce, about marriage, about boyfriends and girlfriends and sex and all this, if it was working, we would have more productive relationships. So the relationship starts with you, you and God, and then anything that you are able to add on from that needs to stem from that foundation. So that's what we're about, self-awareness, self-identity. Who are you and who do you want to be? Where are you now? Where are you going? From what, from what place are you traveling from? Find that out, make the change, be the change you want to see in the world and in others. And you take it from there. But no one can make you happy if you're not already happy. No one can show you what to do unless you want to know who you are and what you can do. So that's my butterfly evolution word for the night. And somehow you still stretch this show out to make it two hours, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, tell me, we supposed to be on the same team. How you gonna, how you gonna put it over here? <laughs> well, you're the man and you're the leader. That's why. So it's your uh, fault. I can dig it. You know what? I'm gonna take the fall, just like every great man does. And you're supposed to gracefully take this. You supposed to, yeah, you're right, Tammy. This is my fault. You know, you, you know something, Terry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave everyone with this to think about. And, and, and you reminded me of this um, a few minutes ago uh, uh, when you said that as Lenny was was um, uh, as Lenny was signing off. But uh, but something you said uh, reminded me of a thought that I had over the weekend. And so we are not going to extend the show. I promise, we're not going to extend the show. But I do want everyone to think about um this for just a second and then i'm going to play the play the music and we're going to get out of here if behind every great man is a great woman who is behind a sorry man thank you all for tuning in to the episode of the butterfly evolution show this has been Rodney and Tammy once again. We certainly do appreciate you giving us your time on a Monday night, whether it's one hour or two hours or three hours, as we've seen over the uh, past six weeks. We hope that you'll join us again next Monday, same time, same station. Good night, everyone.